0: What's going on everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. A proud member of Fantasy Points and the Fantasy Points Media Group. d here joined by the same cast and crew you know every single week. We got Marty Party, we got a little cheesecake, we got the doc. Marty Party, you are a now a house hunter. You're not a homeowner, but you're a house hunter. Did see the place you were looking at is looking mighty nice. How has that been going so far?
1: Well, as anyone can attest to, if you're looking for a house over the last year or two, it's going to be a tough process. But we're staying positive. Uh, the place we looked at has a right next to a beautiful canal running through Detroit. And as Art was saying, he did not know there was canals in Detroit, but there are. It's a beautiful place, and uh, I'm hoping to get it done by the summer.
0: Yeah, and I know once you move that you're throwing a party and we're all going and we're going to do a live stream from that location. It's already being set in stone on live air. So it's going down. Keep talking out your ass, David. I'll be there. I know you won't. <laughs> you ain't going to be there. A uh, little cheesecake in the house. It looks like your camera hopefully will stay with us the entire time. Your connection. What do you think? I have my fingers crossed. I have my fingers crossed. The camera is here. I'm here. And if it if it cuts off early, um, I designate Marty to do the trends because, <laughs> um, because uh, I feel like he... He's the only professional on this show, really. No, I'm just joking. Just, I was going to say, unless I have my glasses on, I cannot read it. So I am okay with that decision. Marty's next in the pecking Marty's order. Marty's in charge. Age, that's fine. Yeah. And Doc got a, a haircut and was late for the show for that reason. That's why we started 15 minutes later. I just thought we'd be honest with the people, Doc. I mean, yeah, we do got to be honest. So it's all right. Was it worth it? Was is the haircut up to your standards? Yeah, it looks good. And the irony of that I've been late for haircuts because of this podcast. It goes (laughs) full circle now. (laughs) There you go. Well, we're pumped to be back with you guys here. We're in week nine of the fantasy baseball season, and you know how we do. We're going to go through some popular pickups in fantasy baseball. Some bring out your dead. We'll go through some streaming hitters, pitchers, two starters. Of course, I love your Marty's two-star categories, all that great stuff. You know, every single week we have coming down the pipe here. And let's get things kicked off as we get through the rundown. All right. So the players that wowed us and caught our eye over this past week, always, as you guys talk about every single week here, I usually put these in Wednesday morning. So they are about a game or two dated here. Kyle Farmer, first guy on this list. Over his last seven games, a three eighty one, four fifty eight, six nineteen slash, one home run, seven RBIs, three runs, two walks, and four strikeouts. Ground ball rate is a career high, forty seven point nine percent. But as of Wednesday morning, he was actually third among shortstops in RBIs with thirty two on the season. He's getting a lot of playing time for a team that really has. If anybody's hitting, they're going to play. Marty, is he somebody that you would be looking at in a fifteen team league? And trust him in your starting lineup.
1: Absolutely, man. If you have him in a fifteen-team league, you're sitting pretty. I mean, you probably have him as your middle infielder at this point. The five home runs, four stolen bases on the season with the batting uh, 266. If you're playing on Yahoo, he has third base and shortstop eligibility, and he's playing every day in the sixth hole. You got to love it, and especially in that park.
0: Yeah, and again, as you see with the RBIs, he's producing, and. Somebody that, as long as he's hitting, he's going to be playing every single day. Gives you uh, multi-position eligibility there. I think isn't he? I believe he's shortstop and second base, isn't he? If I'm not mistaken.
1: Uh, thir- well, on um, I don't know about for the like for um, like 15 team leagues and um, NFBC, but third base and shortstop eligible for Yahoo. Okay. So I'll same for check ESPN. for ESPN.
0: Yeah, same for ESPN. he's Third base mm-hmm. and shortstop. I'll double check for NFBC. uh, while we're moving on here. But yeah, somebody again that is right now hitting well and somebody you should definitely be picking up if he's a free agent in your deeper leagues here. Doc, your Washington Nationals. Lane Thomas was on one Ah. this past week. And uh, for us as our podcast league team, Elsie made the executive decision to bench him. And I think we were all agreement with that. We were okay with that. So it's technically all our fault with that. But we had him, and he hit three home runs the first day oh after God. we benched him. Uh, go figure, oh, right? Uh, but three home runs, four RBIs, six runs, one walk, and two strikeouts, hitting four seventy .500, a .1053 slash. He had multiple hits in four straight games before going hitless on Wednesday, walking a career low 7% of the time this season. But he's sitting atop the Washington Nationals lineup, Doc. Is he somebody that if he's a free agent, in your league, or are you looking to pick up or do you think this is just a hot streak that is beginning to cool down? No. And I think we saw it towards the end of last season, September, October, he hit two fifty eight with seven homers, 21 RBIs, three stolen bases. He was a little bit cold to begin this year, but I think he's more of a top of the leadoff guy. And especially if the Nats start moving some pieces around, I think he's a foundation piece. They did get him pretty cheap last year from the Cardinals. So... Is he going to hit three home runs every game? No, he has six on the season, but I think he could be a good source of steals. I think he could be what people were hoping miles straw is. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, giving you some stolen bases. And again, I think many people were in on him early on in the off season as somebody that could be a nice fifth out outfielder for your team. And he's finally showing kind of that promise that many were expecting there. So a good start here for Lane Thomas and somebody that should be, if he's out there, will probably be picked up in a lot of leagues. There are some Toronto Blue Jays on this list, more than I envision they're going to be, but we got to talk about some. And San Diego Espinal is one of them. Over his last seven games, a 316, 8-93 slash, three home runs, nine RBIs, and six runs, three walks, and three strikeouts. He's only got a 16.7% K rate on the year. A 307 expecting batting average is actually one of the highest expected batting averages in the league, according to Statcast. And he's hitting all three pitches well, which is fastballs, breaking balls, and off-speed pitches. So he's hitting all three of them decently well. Hard hit percentage, a career high, 38.4%. Espinall has been playing most days, and he seems locked in at the plate right now. LC, yeah, absolutely. He he, you know, when when they made Toronto made those moves towards the end of towards the end of the spring, getting Chapman. Um, it it looked as though Espinal might be squeezed out of the position because he had been starting at third base last year but if you look at what he did last year he was a 300 hitter last year and if you watch him hit you'll just see why he has a fantastic approach at the plate he keeps his hands loose gets to balls on the outer half takes them the other way goes with the pitches he's a really good hitter and he plays good defense so they find a way to put him in and I think he's an all formats ad If you do, if you have a spot in need, because he's, I think, also he's isn't he multi position eligible, uh, third base and uh, second base, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I will oh, double wait, check that for you, LC. I got yeah, you. yeah, he's so he's a, he's a guy who I've I've found adding I've added him on a few uh, teams. I was lucky enough to draft him in a few drafting holds, and he's been a real nice piece for me. And I, and I expect him to continue it. He's he's only been a good hitter since he's started in that Toronto lineup. Second and third base eligible. I talked to him up on earlier. On which site, Doc? ESPN. Okay. I talked about the beginning of the year when he was hitting in the 7-8 spot. Now he's finally hitting atop top the lineup. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think Kevin Vigio is necessarily coming for his playing time or anything like that. So he's somebody that should be locked in. And, and a 290 average on the year is nothing to sneeze at total. Um very much doesn't chase pitches. Again, the 16.8% K rate that we're referencing here. Could walk a little bit more, but overall, just a very solid player that's not going to hurt your profile in any way, shape, or form. The last hitter I want to talk about here, Alejandro Kirk. Over his last seven days, a 4 500, 708 slash line. Two homers, three RBIs, six runs, four walks, and four strikeouts. Your boy was touting Alejandro Kirk a lot this offseason as a potential top five catcher. And he's doing everything to show that right now. His 12.2 walk percentage, third best among catchers. 9.3% K percentage, first among catchers. 322 average, first among catchers. 401 OBP, second. 477 slugging, second. And these are all uh, catchers with a minimum of 150 plate appearances. So he's a fixture in that Toronto lineup, and they'll put him at catcher or DH. And playing time won't be a question now, even with Danny Jansen now out with a broken finger. You have Gabriel Moreno, who just got the call up and he should get some playing time, but they're going to put Kirk in their lineup and consistently as he's hitting in the middle of the lineup right now. Marty party. Is it crazy to say he's a top five catcher?
1: Yeah, I think that's a, that's a little crazy. Um, I definitely <laughs> think right now he's going to be top 10, but I mean, they called up Zach Collins as well. He, uh, today or yesterday he hit a, a two run or yeah, he got a home run. Two RBIs and, and two runs. So, yeah, they got a bunch of, uh, as always, they got a bunch of catchers over there, but I love everything I'm seeing from Kirk. I would trade him if you have him right now, trade, you know, sell high kind of type of thing. Um, Cause I don't think he's going to be this hot the rest of the year. I mean, obviously not 417, but I don't think anything anywhere near that.
0: He was somebody, if you got him as a catcher too, you are sitting mighty pretty right now. Absolutely uh, just doing what he does. Does not strike out a lot for a catcher. And, Hits it for a decent average and gives you some power. Can give you 20 home runs in a full season if he's playing every day. So very much a lot to like here. I'm a big Kirky boy. All right. Next guy here, Graham Ashcraft, who might have the best name in Major League Baseball right now. Over his last two starts, 13 innings, 7 hits, a .69 ERA, 1 walk, and 9 strikeouts. What's really interesting about Graham Ashcraft is his cutter is averaging 98 miles per hour, can touch 100. It's helped translate to a 61.1% ground ball rate, 12.5% weak contact, which is uh, honestly an insane amount of weak contact to be getting. And recently, Brandon Drury, I believe, said that he thought he might have the best stuff on the Reds' entire staff, which is with a Hunter Green and Luis Castillo on there. So somebody that on his own team is talking about just how nasty his stuff is. And if you can throw that fast and you have a cutter that's getting that many ground balls, I'm intrigued, and he has another start coming this week against St. Louis, which is going to be a big test for him. But, Doc, if Graham Ashcraft is out there, I think you got to put some feelers at this point. Yeah, certainly. I think it's interesting that, and you mentioned that he plays St. Louis, because the last three teams he's played, he's played the Diamondbacks, he's played the Nationals, and he's played the Giants. Now, albeit all at home, so, you know, great American small park, the expected stats aren't as favorable. X-ERA is 3.13. Uh, Babbitt 197 but if he can do that against the Cardinals or you know if he kind of passes the eye test against a you know top 10 batting team I'd feel a little bit more confident the rest of the season for him he's got a top 2% exit velocity 83.7% exit velocity so that's literally one of the two best as far as weak exit velocities in the league also a 3.13 expected ERA is still very good so the fact that it's it's still a very serviceable number the one thing that does concern me is he's only at a 14.3% K rate. So he's not striking guys out, but he's going deep into games with all the ground balls he's getting. So uh I'm somebody that I'm definitely giving him a shot uh, past just this one start against it's St. In- Louis. It's interesting. That's what he looks like uh, because ESPN doesn't have his picture yet. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, our buddy Albert checking in. What's up, man? Thanks for hanging out with the boys tonight. And uh as we talk with Albert, we're going to transition to a St. Louis Cardinal since we're talking about him. And we're talking about Mr. Uh, goodness gracious. I can't. Uh, Dakota, Dakota Hudson, Hudson. Hudson. Dakota Hudson. Thank you. Last two starts, 17 innings, six hits, a 129 ERA, two walks, and nine strikeouts. Only a 14.2% K rate with ground balls under 55%, which is one of the lowest he's had in his short major league career. Expect this chat. So there is regression coming here. Elsie, uh, Dakota Hudson is somebody that. I think people were very skeptical of when he broke out before he had Tommy John Is that the case with you now with him as well yeah I think <clears throat> he's he's always been someone who's produced good results he plays on a good team with a good defense and that's always going to get him in a good put you in a good chance to get wins with him he uh he's pitching very well lately his last two starts though were against the slumping Tampa Bay team and uh, San Diego who is actually quite poor against Right-handers, they're very good against lefties. You don't want to throw a lefty against San Diego. You can throw a righty against San Diego, and you're going to be okay. His next start is home against Cincinnati. Cincinnati really, really tough at home. Not so tough on the road. I think you could still pitch him there. But he's he's a he's a team streamer. Uh, he's someone who you know he's an easy drop if he's got a tough matchup. Um, I think that you can't really trust this. I think you hold on to him. Uh, the old Vargas rule: you hold on to him until it falls apart. That's a, a Nick Pollock specialty there. That's, That's right. right. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Like Just ride it while you can. And uh, yeah, that, I think you put it very well there, Elsie. Our last player we'll talk about here in the beginning of the rundown here is surprise, surprise, another Toronto Blue Jay. Ross Stripling over his last two starts, only 7.2 innings, four hits, no runs allowed, four strikeouts. He's increased his changeup and his slider usage this season while he's decreased use of his fastball. The question is, will he pitch long into his starts for him to be relevant for you? I don't think you're rostering him in anything more than a 15-team league at this point. Marty, we've seen glimpses of Ross stripling before. I don't know if there's much to see here at this point. Is he somebody you're you're considering, or is it more just, hey, maybe stream him in the right matchup?
1: Stream him in the right matchup, especially this weekend. A little wink-wink to uh, one of my possible warriors coming up here. But because uh, he's going against the Detroit Tigers. But yeah, he's um he's stuck in that in-between of being a relief pitcher and being a four or five inning starter. The only reason why he went five innings last game out is because he was so efficient. I think he got he got it in there in like 60, 60 pitches, you know, so he was in and out. I expect him to kind of keep around that same thing, five, six innings, fifteen team fifteen team league, yeah, pick him up. Anything else, you no. Know.
0: All right, fair enough. These are just some of the the risers here over the last week since we recorded. For the most part, I think outside maybe a couple of these guys, they're mostly streamers and guys that I don't expect to will roster full season here. But again, watch with us every single week because we're going to highlight all these guys that you need to be making sure you, you pick up at least for a short period of time here as they're producing. All right, LC time as he's going to go over some players that you need to have brought out for your dead. Gotta get pumped. This is where your, your team gets healthy. You take out these people from your roster. This is how you get healthy. Uh, lot, lot going on here. Yeah. Lot going on here. Uh, first person, Roto Drifter, our man Tambo. Uh, Tom Tambo. Is that, is that our boy Tom Tambo? Does he have a new, does he have a new name now? Uh, He might. That's a good question. He's not open bar fantasy anymore, (laughs) but he's highly invested in Johnny India. Your boy Art's highly invested in Johnny India as well. I need him to come back. He is on the rehab trail. Uh, he he played a Triple A game yesterday. His first ever uh, game in Triple A. Crossing our fingers, we could see him hopefully by this weekend or early next week. Uh, uh, Jonathan India is someone who, oh my gosh, he, everyone thought he was the guy. You got him around pick eighty, pick ninety. He was the one who you said, "Oh, if you're if you're sharp." That's the guy you go after at second base. Not so far this season. Really hurting. Really highly invested. Me too. Me too. Um, the next person to, uh, to that was suggested is Fantasy Sven, our boy. Fantasy Sven suggests Eric Hosmer. And I had to go to the source. The number one Padres fan, according to himself on Twitter, Alex, he say uh, he's he's telling you all the the Eric Hosmer truthers. He's given a message out to all the truthers over the last seven games. He's hitting like crap. Over the last fifteen games, hitting like dog crap. Over the last thirty games, hitting like bat crap. So uh, all the truthers, which I did not know there were uh, Eric Hosmer truthers. To be fair, um, I thought everyone agreed that Eric Hosmer stunk. But uh, no. the uh alex the number one padres fan. you got to go to the source you got to the fans that's the top guy that's what we got here triple play the top guys uh the next guy uh ian anderson why did i write i wrote ian kennedy on the side i'm like who is this guy i know it's not ian kennedy okay ian anderson uh zach wanted to suggest ian anderson and you know you look at what he had done in the three previous starts before his start yesterday. Zach put this up before the start yesterday at Miami, Miami at ho- at home, and at Colorado, seventeen and two thirds innings with a six point six three ERA and a one point five WHIP. The K's were there, but he wasn't doing it. But what happens? You face Oakland, and what does Oakland equal? Good fantasy vibes, people. Uh, Zach, I hope you. Uh, I hope you did not. Get a Badu and you uh, and you did not sit Ian Anderson and you got that good start. The whip wasn't great, One point, uh, 1.3, 1.2 or so, uh, 1.3, I think. But uh, but he was good otherwise. So I hope you got that Ian Anderson start, Zach. I hope you did not get Badu. Um, now, Sal Perez suggested again the second week in a row. Sal Perez was suggested. Frank, thank you for the suggestion, Salvi. And there's Ryan Iron last week suggesting Sal, you can see that if you're watching. We have two straight weeks. Might we have a Sal Perez nickname? Might he be the second-ever three-timer? <laughs> it's possible now. Well, Last week, I told you Sal was hitting 187 with six home runs. But you look how he's been turning around. Since the start of June, he's hitting up 269 with two home runs and 11 runs plus RBIs. He's had at least two hits in three of the last five games. Hold on, hope, everybody. Salvi's turning it around. I want you to give you a reminder as well. A good catcher does not need to produce like a good first baseman to be a good catcher. Salvi has plenty of time to give you a, definitely a top 10 catcher season for sure. Maybe even top five if he gets hot. Hold on to him. Our boy Marty telling us about Joey Bart. Oh, what happened, Joey? He's got sent down. Uh, for a little bit of uh, a reset because he's striking out 45% of the time. That's been his problem the whole time in the majors. We know this profile. He's trying. He increased his walk rate. He has an above average hard hit rate, but he's striking out 45% of the time. This type of profile, that high strikeout profile, very hard to carry a good batting average. He's trying to carry it with power, just not coming through yet. Joey Bart sent down Sent down just like uh, Jared Kelnick, just like Akil Badu. We will see you maybe in the future. As of right now, Joey, you're dead. Uh, and of course, Britain tells us about. Oh man, he doesn't want to take him away, but Ozzie Albys, I feel your pain. He was my first round draft pick in the in the Darf League, and he's currently the 87th rated player overall on Razzball. Um Jason commenting on Britain. Told us about being dude by Ozzy Albies. and I gotta tell you, there's some stones to sit, Ozzy Albies. Jason, commend you for your stones. Don't ever do it again. Uh, he's he's gonna he's gonna be fine, but he's he was he's rough. He's not giving us what we need. So uh, we have we have carted away. We have exercised the demons, everybody. And uh, thanks. We'll, we'll 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 get back out there, and hopefully we don't have any next week. That's always the hope, and I don't ever know how, I, how I'm supposed to follow that every single time <laughs> the Bring Out Your Dead segment goes on here. But we'll try. Let's talk about our most added players. Oh, very delayed sound effect there. And up the top of our list is Mr. Graham Ashcraft, added in 37% of leagues. Jeffrey Springs, who looks like the real deal, ladies and gentlemen. 35% of leagues. We also have Chris Morrell. Alejandro Kirk, Edward Cabrera, Kyle Farmer, Connor Pickleton, Pickle, Picklington. Pilkington, King, David, can you <laughs> not read? <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce This is why you teach PE. Cray yeah. <laughs> Mancini and John Gray leading that charge here. On the converse side of things, we look at the most dropped players. <laughs> and uh, we have our buddy... Gene Segura at the top of the list here. Unfortunately, going to miss most of the rest of the season 10 to 12 weeks. Dropped in 23% of leagues. Dylan Bundy, I feel like, is always on this list every week. <laughs> dropped in 16% of leagues. David Peterson, Grayson Rodriguez. Unfortunately, in redraft leagues, you can probably drop him uh, with his latch strain. Eric Hosmer, Hinjin, Riai, Hinjin Ryu, Tyler Naquin, and Alec Bohm are your most dropped players. Looking at some team schedules. For next week here, just some things to know. The LA Dodgers play the least amount of games next week. They play five. Conversely, on the other side, the Washington Nationals, the Seattle Mariners, and the Philadelphia Phillies play eight. So Washington Nationals, Seattle Mariners, Philadelphia Phillies play eight games. The Los Angeles Dodgers play five games. Every other team plays six or seven. I won't list all those other teams, but the rest of them are semi-normal. So. Just make sure if you're making a live decision, you keep that in mind there. All right. Doc, you are. Go ahead and take away for our normal hitting streamer segment. Yes, sir. So we're starting out with the hometown Washington Nationals. Luis Garcia, not the pitcher, the hitter. Owned in 1.6% of leagues. He's hit safe in five out of his last six games since his promotion. So this was before today's game. And the Nets, they may be sellers soon. Josh, or, uh, Josh Bell, Nelson Cruz. Garcia is safe, only 22. He's had 386 plate appearances. So figure he's going to be a part of that future. And I look at some of the improved plate discipline he had. He had five Ks his first 11 at bats since getting called up. And he's had zero Ks in the last 12. So hopefully that bodes well for him staying in the big leagues a little bit longer. Yeah. He also, I've, read that he bulked up. He's like 20 pounds heavier than he was last time he was in the majors. And he just hit like a 447-foot home run. So that could definitely be something that's not just a a quick ad, like a streamer. He could be a potential like season-long ad, I think, with uh, the potential that he might have. And and our guy, Baseball Pods, is a big Luis Garcia fan, too. So anytime he endorses someone, I am listening to that. The next guy, Mr. Jack Suwinski, owed in 0.8% of ESP earnings. We're getting real deep on here. Seven-game hitting streak, for he's slashing 423, two homers, four RBIs, six runs. Ben Gamble is still on the IL, so he's going to have an everyday spot. And the Pirates play seven games next week. So lots of opportunity, and you're going to want to capitalize on that. And the last is Mr. Bryson Scott. And I think, like you said with Luis garcia David. This is going to be someone that you got to add, not just as a streamer, but for a longer period of time. Owned 2.7% of the SPN leagues. In his last seven games, this was before yesterday, 333, three homers, eight RBIs. But he went 4-for-4 four four with two RBIs, and a home run, and three runs yesterday. Gene Segura, as we mentioned, is out most of the regular season. Johan Camargo is going to be out for the foreseeable future. And the Phillies play eight games next week. So... Add him in your lineup if he's not already, and if you can see the visual, he has a tat on his left arm, which looks pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, Bryson Stott is somebody like yeah, you said season-long leagues. He's going to get the playing time, and he's—I think he went four for four with a home run yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. So. Did you not just listen to me? <laughs> oh, <laughs> actually, zoned out. I don't listen to you. I actually zoned out for a second because I was looking for something. Oh, I sorry. love the honesty. Uh, you know what? You made that point, which is why you're a good analyst, Doc. All right, we're gonna go from hitting streamers to Marty's two start pitchers here, and of course, these are always I love seeing these these categories. What Marty's got here?
1: Ooh, I like it. Ah, uh, Marty. Yeah, I've been told that Marty is uh, uh, in Spanish is Mario, so that's a good connection there. Anywho, so yeah, these are the, uh, as always, there's two star pitchers. Uh, It's going to be week 11. So we are moving through the season uh, pretty quickly here. We always start with the no doubters. Uh, Sandy Alcantara at Philly, at the Mets, Shane Bieber, who's really turned around. I mean, you can talk about his spin rates and all that different type of stuff, but he keeps getting strikeouts and he keeps going, you know, pretty long in the games. At Colorado, at the Dodgers, Nestor Cortez versus Tampa at Toronto, Aaron Nola versus Miami at Washington. Justin Verlander at Rangers and then versus the White Sox. Alec Manoa, who I'm loving him every single time he pitches, one of my favorite guys, versus Baltimore versus the Yankees. Nathan Avaldi versus Oakland versus the Cardinals. Logan Gilbert versus Minnesota and the Angels. And then Chris Bassett. I know he got roughed up a little bit uh, last time out, but, you know, he's coming off the IL. Give the man a chance, all right? Uh, versus Milwaukee, and then he uh, takes on the uh, the Miami Marlins. So a lot of uh, no-doubters. Usually there's only like five or six of these, but we got a bunch. All right, moving on to the, yeah, why not? These are the guys, hey, you're probably drafting them early or they're on a little bit of a streak. And I love this one because I'm going to start with Ian Anderson, Art. Um, and Zach, I'm so sorry. I know you hate Ian Anderson, but I was looking <laughs> everything over today. At, he's going at Washington, at the Cubs, two great matchups. You're going to sit them? You're not going to sit them. You know you're going to play them. You, you are, and you should. Um, <laughs> next is Miles Michaelis, Verts Pittsburgh at Boston. Corey Kluber, the clue bot, 36 years old at Yankees at Baltimore. Alex Fiedo. Shout out to Alex Fiedo. He's only he's one of the few Tiger players that have a little bit of a silver lining, and he's been absolutely incredible since being called up. Um, versus the White Sox, versus the Rangers, and then Zach Eflin, another guy. Check his stats. I don't think anyone really realizes how good Eflin is doing. It's actually pretty incredible. Uh, versus Miami, then at Washington. So two, uh, two good matchups there. Risky business, and we had so many risky business plays that I could not include the Tom Cruise (laughs) graphic, and it's you know it's sad, but it is what it is. Uh, Josiah Gray versus the Braves versus the Phillies, Merrill Kelly versus uh, Cincinnati versus the Twins, Alex Wood versus Kansas City at Pittsburgh, two really good matchups, but the underlying numbers are garbage. I tried, I wanted to put them into the um, into the why nots just to piss off Doc, but I just couldn't do it. Uh, Yusei Kikuchi versus Baltimore versus the Yanks. Marco Gonzalez versus the Twins versus the Angels. JT Brubaker, he's hey, he's not a sit anymore. He's moving on up in the world. Uh, versus the Cardinals at the Giants. Steven Strasburg, welcome back, buddy. I know you just got roughed up, but you know you're still a G. We're gonna put you in the risky business. Versus yep. the Braves versus the Phillies. Adrian Hauser versus at Mets at Cincy. Brady Singer at Giants at Oakland. Chris Flexen versus Minnesota versus the Angels. Dan Dunning versus Houston at Detroit. Um, Corey Kluber shouldn't be on there. And then, oh yeah. uh, make
0: up your mind, Marty. Is he <laughs> risky
1: business or why not? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a. Uh, you know what? No, we're gonna, we're gonna keep him. The why not? Corey Kluber, I believe in you, buddy. But I was going back and forth. Clearly, Dylan Bundy at Seattle at the uh, Diamondbacks. He's terrible, but his underlying numbers—he has like a three point four eight expected ERA. So. Marty, man, can you just explain
0: to me why Steven Strasburg is in risky business when he gave up seven earned to the Marlins today in his first start in like a year and a half? Exactly.
1: Now, it's his first start. Give the man a chance, dude. Yeah, and now he's facing two better
0: offenses.
1: Give the Doc, man a chance.
0: You are just cutthroat.
1: I, hey, cutthroat. I, I don't have any problem with it, but say if it was a rookie pitcher, I wouldn't do it. Okay, I'd
0: rather take a rookie pitcher, to be honest.
1: All right. Well, that, next time, and this is always my favorite part of the show, when we review it next week and he does pretty well, it's going to be <laughs> great. So I'm excited. All uh, right, Strasburg, I'm confident he
0: doesn't do well. You guys got to set the line at like what's well and what's not well. He's like six innings, four and runs, considered well.
1: Oh, my gosh, that would be an amazing for Stras- for yes. Strasburg. Strasburg, yeah,
0: it would be. Okay, fair enough. So in
1: a 15-team league, are we sitting Strasburg? I'm uh, not playing him. If you care about your ratios, yes.
0: Yeah, I can't play him until I see a good
1: start. Fair enough. We'll reconvene. All right, now it's the time for the take-a-seat segment with our boy, Mr. Hansen here. Uh, Johnny Cueto at Detroit at Houston. Jordan Lyles at Toronto versus Tampa Bay. Chris Archer versus the, at the Mariners at the Diamondbacks. Kyle Bradish at Toronto versus the Tampa Bay Rays. Mike Miner. I was looking at his uh, stats. They're absolutely garbage, and there's only seven innings. I think his expected ERA is around eight at Arizona versus Milwaukee. Don't even play him at Arizona. Don't be tempted. Mitch Keller versus the Cardinals versus the Giants. Uh, Taylor Hearn versus Houston at Detroit. Antonio Senzatella versus Cleveland versus the Padres. Jared Koenig at Boston versus Kansas City. Ronnie Garcia versus the White Sox versus Texas. And Jose Suarez versus the uh, the Doyers and then the Mariners. So those are the take a seats. Do not play those players under any circumstance. Thank you for your time.
0: Yeah, Jared Koenig almost sounds like Jared Kelnick. I was like, did did he just like make a mistake reading his name? I was like, oh duh. He, no, of course not. Doc, do you want to acknowledge Britton's comment here? What about Garrett Cooper for hitting streamers I here? I don't think he's owned in less than 50% of leagues. That's fair. He's had five multi-hit games in a row. I guess it depends also on what site you're Yeah, I try to do people that are like
1: very underowned. 36% in Yahoo.
0: Ah, yeah, could fit. <laughs>
1: Let's check in And he has first base eligibility there. Oh, Doc,
0: you might have missed a big one. I, I uh, can't. He is not 15%. Silly me. Britain, Britain, that's why Britton comes in clutch. He's he's. We had to bring up Garrett Cooper, and he brought him up. And that's why, if you guys haven't checked out, Britton's three is the magic number on the Triple Play Fantasy YouTube channel. That's the type of hitter that he'll highlight. Make sure that you guys don't forget about three hitters that are making impacts towards the top of the lineup for their certain teams. Ben, I'm I'm it, every day. All out to be one up by Britain. Okay, there we go. Doc, why don't you now get into our pitching streamers? All right. So, gotta show the graphic, but starting it out, I mean Dakota Hudson. I feel dirty saying this. I feel you're a dirty traitor. Saying this. You're a bad. I am no. such. I am such a traitor. But once again, this is, this is a streamer for the weekend. So right now owned in 13% with the SPN leagues. He's had two or less walks, four out of his last five games. And that's been his big bugaboo. It's just allowing a lot of free base runners. And David, he has 14 in his last 14 innings pitch, which was two games, two earned runs, not 17 innings last two games, but his last Blame three CBS home time. starts, his last three home starts. He's two and oh. He's pitched 16.2 innings, a .56 ERA, 8 Ks, obviously like the strikeout numbers to go up. But the Reds are also a major league worst, 8-20 on the road this season. They've scored eight runs in their last five road games. So it bodes well for a favorable matchup. Next is Ross Stripling, owned in 3% of ESPN leagues. It's like we had the same guys, Eric. I know, I know. His last start, five innings pitched, one hit, 2K, zero earned. He's taking reuse spot in the rotation. Hopefully he can give five innings so that you can get that win. If you play in ESPN, he's starting pitcher relief p- pitcher eligible. So if you have those designated slots, you can put him in a relief pitcher role. As Marty said, he plays the Tigers. It's so always a good reason to stream someone. And the last, I've really tried to not repeat pitchers. But I have to go Cole Urban again. I want to give you guys good streamers rather than just trying to pick new people. Owned in 10.7% of ESPN leagues. He's gone five innings plus in all nine starts this season. And some of those games have included at Atlanta, first Houston, at Philly, and at Tampa at the beginning of the season when they were hitting well. Now, last time he faced Cleveland, he went six innings, six hits, one earned in four Ks. That's who he faces this weekend. But I look at some positive signs. He had a season high 6k's last outing at Atlanta. So hopefully he can carry that. And it's good he hasn't been bombed this season. So knock on wood that he makes it at least five. Doc, I feel like you should start keeping track of like your picks for each one and then give us like a record like on the season. Okay. I'll uh, I'll be starting this weekend. <laughs> All I do, all I remember is I picked Eric Lauer when he threw a gem against the Phillies. But that's like the thing eight. is like you gotta like you gotta pump yourself up, or we can shoot you down if you get them wrong. I mean, I will say the JT Brubaker one last week was a little brutal. I actually did remember that when he blew up. I think Marty gave you a hard time about that. No, uh, oh, it was Toby. Did. It was Toby. Was, it that's what it was. against lefties, and I was like, yeah. But I finally understand why Nick Paul calls him Coffee Cakes. Now it it like hit me. He calls them coffee cakes because of his name. Yeah, brew, coffee. I, I didn't think Did of that. Did you not realize that? I didn't. I didn't. Oh, goodness gracious. I'm glad you're caught up with the rest of the world here, Doc. Finally out from being under a rock. Mm-hmm. All right. Marty's Weekend, weekend Warriors time. <laughs> After last week's blowing up Toby's ears, I was like, maybe I should use a different sound.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that one, that one that threw is. me off a little bit, but... um. Yeah, let's uh and I have no problem you know uh, firing up my weekend warriors I'll be bragging about them all the time and if they don't do well I don't bring it up because so that's how we do it um some of the say hey, some of these the names are gonna sound really familiar it sounds like we're all kind of swimming in the same waters here uh Bryson Stott, uh Philly second base shortstop eligibility seven percent rostered he's got three games versus Arizona this weekend so the Phillies are hitting a lot better um, I'm liking everything I'm seeing from that offense he's seven for his last 19 so that's batting 368. He's got three home runs, eight RBIs, and eight runs. So he's doing a little bit of everything with the dual eligibility. I really like that. Uh, Mr. Jack Swinski, Pittsburgh outfielder, only 4% roster, deep cut here. Three games at Atlanta. So not the best there on, on paper as far as the pitching staff. They have like a middling pitching staff, but he's just super hot right now. He hit a home run earlier today. Um for the last uh, seven days, he's batting 500. He's nine for his last 18. He's got two home runs, four RBIs. He's even got you a stolen base. So he's doing a little bit of everything there, and they're playing him every day. Number three is Adam Duvall. I don't usually go for this kind of profile, but with Duvall, if if he hits one or two home runs and he's on the waiver wire, I start to look. Because, hey, this next week he might hit four more or strike out 24 more times. We don't know. But you got to ride the wave with him. He's only 32% rostered. Three games this weekend versus Pittsburgh. He's, uh, batting 353 over the last seven days with two bombs, four RBIs and six runs. So those are your, uh, weekend warriors for your, um, for the hitters. Now let's move on to the, uh, the pitchers. Ross Stripling. we've talked enough about him, but 9% rostered. He's going against Detroit. Last time versus KC, five innings pitched, 0.2 whip, you only two K's, but it's Tripling, you know, that's what you expect. Uh, Michael Waka, 45% rostered. Um, they're going to be at Seattle. And Michael Loff has been pretty good all year. I don't know if any of you guys have him, you know, currently on your staff, but um he's been quietly, you know, he's been pretty good over 49.2 innings. He's got a 1.99 ERA, 33 strikeouts and the 0.91 whip. So quietly, you know, looking really, really good so far this season. And then lastly is Jordan Montgomery, which surprised me. He's only, um, I look at my thresholds about 70%. So he's at 64% rostered in Yahoo leagues. He's going against, um, Arts Cubs here. Obviously the Cubs are, they've been struggling all year and I've liked everything I've seen. Not only from Jordan Montgomery specifically, but everything that the Yankees are doing. They're winning games. He's got a 3.02 ERA over 59 innings pitch. So he's doing a little bit of it all. So yeah, those are the, uh, those are the Warriors. Should be a good weekend here.
0: We are the Warriors. I feel like the fact that we've all named these players that are similar. It's like the Eskimo brother equivalent in, in baseball. I guess, yeah. Forgetting, forgetting. uh, After dark here. Yeah, I mean, it's normally LC, but you know, somebody else has to change it up. Well, we'll get LC back on the mic here, so it'll be right at home, and he can talk about his arts charts and trends. Where's a? I never know the the right sound. Yeah. Well, you don't have to do it. I could. I could. I could just talk us in. You know how I like to talk. Uh, One thing that's trending. Hey, 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 that's perfect. <laughs> perfect. Um, one thing that's that's trending uh, in a positive direction, and, and I'm going to have to bring it up to Toby next time he comes on, I uh, I tried a new flavor of s'mores this weekend. Chop up the raspberries, put it on the graham cracker, chocolate, marshmallow, bam, chopped mm. raspberries. Coming in low-key, might be a challenger. For the but I don't know Toby has had probably tried many different uh, iterations. Chapter raspberries one I'm gonna put into the into the into the uh, consideration bin. So we're gonna start with the trends now. The first thing I wanted to show I hope everyone can see this here. This is the uh, the largest increases in Babbitt among qualified hitters. The largest increase is J.D. Martinez. Uh, Acuna's had a large increase going down, Michael Franco, Miguel Cabrera, uh, um, Eugenio Suarez, Randall Gritchick, Manuel Margot, Mike Yastrzemski, Dansby Swanson, Manny Machado, Mark Canna, Raphael Devers, uh, Luis Arise, Cody Bellinger, Jeff McNeil, and Austin Meadows. Now, I was looking at this list, and I I wanted to point out four of these players that I think might have the goods to maintain some of their gains in Babbitt. To uh, to keep this trend going, the four that I wanted to point out are Austin Meadows, Jeff McNeil, Eugenio Suarez, and Michael Franco. Now, how did I how did I choose these guys? Now, if you look historically, Franco, Suarez, McNeil, and Meadows have hit BABIPs, have had seasons. Uh, of Babbitts that are in line with what they're doing right now. And as you, uh, as, as every good fantasy player knows, the old Ron Chandler quote, if you show, a, a skill, then you, then you possess that skill. You have that skill. It might not come out all the time, but you have it. You see, Franco has had Babbitts in the 290s, high 290s. I don't think he's going to maintain his current 320 Babbitt, but, uh, he has shown to maintain, maintain Babbitts in the high 200s. And therefore, I think Last season's 225 was an aberration. Eugenio Suarez has a babbitt of 311 right now, and that is in line with most of his career up until the last two seasons when he dipped down to 214 and 224. Eugenio Suarez, with an over 300 babbitt, is really, really a valuable player. I think. I think that is in line with what he hit in 2019, and it is lower than what he hit in 2018, 17, and and uh, 20 fifteen. Jeff McNeil, another person who has historically had a very high Babbitt, um, dipped down last year to two hundred eighty, but back up to three forty seven this year. Well he was in high three thirties in twenty nineteen and twenty eighteen. So this is something that I think he might be able to maintain as well. Austin Meadows on that same vein has a three thirteen Babbitt and that's that's actually below many of his previous best uh, seasons, even though he was down last season. So we can't just go off of this. Let's look in to see if we can find anything from the way they've been smacking the ball with when they've been hitting the ball. And um, the next trend come up. It, I it hope is so. So these are the these are their uh, their statcast uh, pages for uh, for the trends uh, for the four players I mentioned. Michael Franco has a has a above average expected batting average, above average K percentage and a very high uh, max exit velocity. But he's not doing uh, – but his, his average exit velocity, his Woba, his ex-Woba, they're all in the blue. I think uh, Franco has shown that he's on a bit of a hot streak. Uh, I think he'll be able to maintain some of it. But uh, I don't place him as valuable as, as, as some of the other guys. McNeil also not hitting the ball with a, a lot of authority. His expecting batting average is good, and his K percentage is, is elite but he's not hitting the ball very hard. I think we might be looking at more of a McNeil before he had that power out uh, surge in 2019, kind of just the empty batting average McNeil Meadows. His power has not come along, but he's the one who has probably the most appealing stat cast profile. His ex is good. His XBA is good. Um, his K percentage is good. Uh, but he has not hit the ball it's already, I don't, I, he has yet to hit a home run. The, this, the power is in the bat. Hopefully it starts to, to, show. Suarez has a great exit velocity, max exit velocity. is his walk rate is good. His expected slug is good. His XBA is, is poor. That's going to happen. Uh, Suarez is not someone who you're going to hit 300 again. I think that's just not part of who he is anymore. So these four guys, I do think our guys, if you have them, I would hold them for the time being. I think they can maintain a lot of the gains they've had in their Babbitt. But if I was to rank these four, I'd have Suarez top for my rest of season. If he's hitting 230 with the power he has, he's going to be very valuable. Meadows next because I expect the power to come. I don't know if it's going to be the same sort of power that he's shown, the 27 to 30 home run power like he had last season. McNeil a little bit of empty batting average but I expect the batting average to be very good and Franco I think is just a nice corner infielder that uh, that you might be able to put in um, definitely to to, to to cover for injuries I think he's very suitable in that. So these are the four guys who I thought might be able to maintain increase production in from last season. All right those are some good charts charts and trends and, and keep mind those four same. guys. Eugenio Suarez, Austin Meadows, Michael Franco, and uh, what was the other? Uh, Jeff McNeil. So keep an eye on those four guys. Well, we made some pretty good time tonight. We got through all of our normal segments in 47 minutes. So would you guys like to play a game? I would. If you have one ready, sure. The game is called Answer the Questions That Were in My DMs. <laughs> all right. Let's stay out like
1: your game. Yeah. This okay. is a good
0: talk. Okay. First question. rest of the season, would you rather have Bryson Stott, Luis Garcia, or Kyle Farmer? What type of league? It is a 12-team, (laughs) head-to-head categories league. Kyle Farmer for me. Bryson Stott. I don't know if Elsie's the later he's thinking. I think something else? This, this, about to- this is about the time. about the time of the show where his, uh, his camera goes out, or his Wi-Fi is shaky. I think I would go. Uh, I think I would go Luis Garcia. So we all have different answers. I don't it happens towards the Army. end of every show. I think. I think Kyle Farmer.
1: There we go. Broke the tie. Thank you, Art. I didn't vote
0: for Farmer. Yes. Next. Next question. Y- what? mancada Moncada. come back here. Uh, has he has him in a twelve-team redraft league for a lot of money? The waiver wire is slim, and he thinks is a time to drop Yon Mankata. I Have to know the options that are out there. They just it's, if it's really slim, I would say no, but I would be actively looking at a third baseman. Did shot. he say
1: how many? Uh, te- how many teams in 12. the league? Twelve team. Okay, let me just kind of. So now, third baseman. I mean, it's rough. I mean, we. That's First, what I'm saying. Is Hunter a Dozier, league. Mattel Franco, Rutenetto Dor, John Birdie, yeah, Christopher Morrell. I, I, I would I would take Birdie
0: over him at this point if it's a categories league. Birdie will give you some steals.
1: Uh, so Josh Rojas. I think we've all moved on from him, but he's not doing too bad either,
0: honestly. All right, how about this one? Would you drop Yon Duran in a non-holds league to get Max Muncy? It's a redraft head-to-head cats league with K K uh, per nine and K per walk.
1: Yeah, I would. God, that K per nine, dude. Johan Duran, twenty five innings pitched, thirty six Ks. Oof, that's a beautiful thing. But no, I, I Muncy's elbow. Have we heard? How's he swinging that bat? Does he? Is he, he had a three
0: run. He hit a three run homer. A uh, Boom. Not a walk off. Yesterday, let's get Muncy.
1: That, baby. That, that. That's what solidified it for me. After. That's all, that's after. After hear. Trey
0: Turner has two strikes, and Tony Larusa then intentionally walks in. I don't. I don't get next, that. Yeah. All right, what about some guy in my league, in a dynasty league, is trying to shop Ian Anderson? I know he has struggles, but it's still a young arm with good upside. Should I try to catch him low? He said he'll pretty much take anything. It's a dynasty league? Yes. I would do it, yeah. I mean, he said anything? I mean, yeah. I'd have Jose Quintana.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Ian Anderson's only 24, and I mean, it's... He limits, he's still doing a pretty good job limiting hard contact. He's just not striking out anybody and he's walking too many people. So I mean, obviously that's not, that's a recipe for disaster. But I mean, 24 years old, you turn around.
0: Yeah. I mean, he went 9 and 5 with a 3 5 r 8 last year. He's going to get a lot of wins playing Atlanta or playing with Atlanta. Hell yeah. All right, here's a two part question for you guys Trey Turner for Luis Garcia and Wander Franco. Redraft or Dynasty? Dynasty 12 team head-to-head categories and he'd be getting the Wander side. It's it Wander and, and who else? Yeah. Wander and Luis Garcia for Trey Turner.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is like the ultimate time to buy low on Franco. I and mean, he's had like a couple of he be giving him Trey
0: Turner for, for them.
1: But it's Dynasty. You know, it depends. Yeah. If he's trying to win right now, I would just hold steady. But I mean, if we're looking long term, it's a no-brainer.
0: Well, remember what Art was saying at the beginning of the year? Like, this is... Kind of the the first year, Trey Turner has been really high because of the durability. Like this is kind of a sci, sell high window for Trey Turner, also. So then he makes that trade, and then he says, "I want to flip Wander Franco for Jazz Chisholm and Shane McClanahan." Would you do that?
1: I'm not getting rid of Franco.
0: So the essentially the trade is so he's Trey getting Turner m- he gets for McClanahan. Garcia McClanahan and Jazz Chisholm. Uh, I mean, I guess, yeah. That's essentially... Yeah. If, if that's what you're going to end with, if that's your end goal, I would do it. I'm with Marty that I would hold on to Franco. He but said, if, I'm not a big Wander guy, and I wanted to get rid of him because he has a lot of value to other people. If you can, tra- in, if you can flip Trey into three players and all are rosterable and dynasty assets, absolutely. Shane McClanahan is... I think, more than any other pitcher this year, bolted himself up the ranks in Dynasty. I well know said, Eric, he's
1: the best pitcher in baseball right now. I mean,
0: you know I mean? He, he really is looking like it. And you get Jazz Chisholm. for I think that's a pretty fair package for Wander. I would do
1: yeah. it. I would, too. I just worry about young arms, man. It takes, you know, as he has surgery. But it's, surgery it's, the, yet, but it's the
0: three for one. Like, yeah. like, if Trey Turner gets hurt, if Trey Turner gets hit on the wrist trying to, or on the finger trying to punt, then you don't have no value. Right. But with three players... You're, spra- you're spacing that out. How oh, old is Turner? He's 32? try oh, Turner. 28. 28. Okay. I was so busy, I didn't even read our comments. Uh, the Briton said, Miami leader and saved at the end of the year. Who you got? One bass, two Scott, three Floro, four
1: Salsa. I got Floro. I don't, even, I don't I don't have an opinion on it because I mean I've just been saying so far away. But if we're gonna pick one, I like Solcer because the name Where's is cool. Bender
0: on this list. He could get the job back. I think Bass gets the next crack and ends up getting it. It's awful. It's not uh, a is the ace one hundred percent, but for yeah, Britain's on the same page with the McLanahan side for sure. Um all right, let's go last one. You can add one bat. In this league. It's head to head categories, redraft league. And it's uh normal redraft categories. So it's runs, ho- hits, home runs, RBIs, stolen bases, average, OBP, slugging, and OPSO, so seven by seven. Okay. Harrison Bader, Nolan Gorman, Garrett Cooper, Frank Schwindel, and Austin Hayes. You can add
1: one. I'd go Nolan Gorman. Can you say that? And can we call him, can we call him Master Harrison Bader?
0: Master Harrison, yes we can. Master Harrison Bader. Yes.
1: Uh, so it's Bader,
0: uh, Nor- uh, Gorman. Master Bader.
1: That's why you gotta throw the, that's why you gotta <laughs> throw the other part into it. Make him, <laughs> make him work for it. Uh, Gorman, who's after that?
0: Uh, Garrett Cooper, Frank Schwindel, and Austin Hayes.
1: Hayes. That's not a bad choice either. Hayes, I mean, he, He's still on a waiver wire in my ten team league, but every time I look at him, like his OPP looks good. He's hitting home runs, he's getting RBIs. It's it's what good. about Harrison Bader has fourteen steals. I know, but what, what is his batting average? It's in a cellar.
0: I'm not sure. Brendan says uh, Tanner Scott I, got the save tonight for this Harrison game. Bader. He's in two seventy one. That's better. That's better than I thought. Yeah, no, fourteen staves could be or steals could be very valuable. Yeah, it is. I I'm just worried. That now that Tyler O'Neill's back, I mean, he's he's still going to have an everyday role. I feel like Gorman has has pushed some competition. Gorman's there. not doing well against lefties, as predicted by many people. Vader is the man. Did you put that in there, Doc? I didn't. Who put that in there? I don't know. It's a mystery person on face on uh that on Facebook? Yeah. Who has access to the Facebook that can do that? I don't <laughs> I, know. No, <laughs> hard. <laughs> hard hard. Hard this is hard. This is this is what we get for kicking him off. <laughs> <laughs> He's commenting and being a, a ghost on the stream. His Wi-Fi goes out.
1: But real quick on Austin Hayes, batting two ninety-two with seven home runs, thirty RBIs, twenty-seven RB, uh, twenty-seven runs, like quietly killing it. Yeah, I mean, all those are great options for sure. One stolen base, Marty. One. Give him a swipe. He got the swipe. You're right. One. How dare I? How dare I?
0: <laughs> well, as we wrap up the show, again, really good timing. This is a good episode. I always have fun hanging out with you guys here. Anything you want to plug that you uh, an article or anything that you need the viewers to see before our next episode, Mister Marty Party.
1: As always, we're doing this every Thursday. Maybe, maybe moving it back, maybe pushing it to Wednesday. We don't know. Just stay with us. We'll tell you. Um, Two star pitchers. You know, I'm doing the article every week at Fan Tracks. Other than that, just living the dream, watching as much baseball as I can. And yeah, I love doing this with you guys every week. It's
0: definitely one of the highlights of my week for sure. Uh, especially if we do it like later because I record something at eight. So when we do it after that and I can just hang around and, and joke around with you guys and not have to get on another thing, it's always, uh, even more fun that way, too. And, Doc, I know you... Uh, I'm going to pump up a Carlos Rodon video you put out right before he had the blow-up against the St. Louis Cardinals. I put out a tweet highlighting just how bad he's been since then. A 6 ERA compared to, a, I believe, a one three eight ERA to start the year. The K percentage is down 12%. And, obviously, it looked like a totally different pitcher there. Doc was on it first with his call. So if you want to check that video, type in Carlos Rodon, Triple Play Fantasy. It'll pop up on YouTube. Is there anything else you want to plug? Join our Discord. If you're listening to this, you like like the Fantasy Baseball podcast. And rather than waiting a week to for us to address questions, the Fantasy Baseball part of our Discord is popping. And David, Marty, myself are very active. Art as well. Britain, you know, we have a lot of great people in there. So if you want a lot of sharp baseball minds to help you out with any trades or uh Know, who to plug in your lineup or acquisitions, definitely make sure you follow and join the Discord. Yeah, 72, sh- uh, 72 people strong in the Discord. Hoping we can get 100 going by the baseball playoffs. I think that would be a good goal to have by the end of the summer. So if, if you always wanted to be a part of what we're doing and, and
1: hop in and have conversations. Shout out to it. Butterscotch, Bo Michael, BFOS25. Butters- Butterscotch
0: is Britain, Dude. in case you didn't know that.
1: Yeah, like he's a man. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's always popping. I love it.
0: Yeah, it's great. I check it at, few, at least a few times a day. It's always, always great. Come who we, you know, who to pick up starters, all that type of good stuff. So check that out if you want the Discord link. It's always linked in the comments, and you can always message one of us on Twitter if you can't find it through that way. But for Elsie, who is non-existent right now, besides in the comments, for Marty Party, for Doc, I'm Dimendi. We're going to make like a bread truck. And we're going to haul these buns. Catch you guys next week.